This show is sponsored in part by Miss Meow Clothing, offering quality custom clothing for the entire family. Coming soon, brought to you by Miss Cat. Lisa Denae Live starts now, only on Stunner Radio, the heart and soul of the culture.
Hello, 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 everyone. So much for tuning in to Lisa Dene Live tonight. We're talking about overcoming abuse related trauma. So, I wanted to share with you guys my music video that I did a couple years ago called I Love Myself More. This is all about choosing yourself. And so if you if you had a chance to watch the video that we opened the show with, you see that I was showing myself in an abusive relationship and I showed that I love myself more. Boy, you know, but I love myself more. That is a very important like thing. You know, it's a very important way to be because sometimes people take their bull crap, you don't mm. love them. But the 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 thing is uh, you know, I love you, honey, baby, but I love myself more. You understand what I'm saying? So if you didn't see the video, just go on and hop on over to YouTube and put in the search bar, love myself more, Lisa Dene, and it's going to pop up for you. Okay. So tonight, like I said, we are talking about overcoming abuse related trauma so you know we're coming up on october which is next month it's going to be domestic violence awareness month and everybody is talking about domestic violence awareness talk about it we all get on this topic when it is domestic violence awareness month but i want to just say for the people who live this every day for the people who are survivors of domestic violence it is an everyday thing. It's a real thing for us because it's not like just September. It's something that we have gone through in our life. And so I wanted to talk about it as a lot of us have experienced trauma. And some of the trauma that we may have experienced is due to abuse. We have, you know, experience in our lives. And sometimes people don't even know they're being abused. They don't know that they've experienced trauma. So before I go into overcoming abuse-related trauma, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that you've been abused and you may not even know it. So I talk about this a lot with people who feel like, oh, I'm not a victim of domestic violence because nobody ever put their hands on me. However, there are several forms of abuse. And I want to also shed light on the fact that men and women have been victims of domestic violence. It's not just women. A lot of people feel like it's a male on female crime. Sometimes it's a male being abused by a female. Sometimes it's a male being abused by a male. It has literally nothing to do with gender. You know, it is about being misused by a person and being hurt and being violated. Domestic violence can happen to anyone. And unfortunately, a lot of people feel like they take it personally. When they've experienced domestic violence, they feel like it's something that they did wrong or they feel like it must be me. 
especially when you have experienced it in more than one relationship. It causes you to process that in a way that makes you think it's something that I did. So we're going to talk about that tonight. First, these signs of abuse. So Again, a lot of people feel like they're not in an abusive relationship if no one put their hands on them. But I want to I want to give some news to you tonight. A person don't have to put their hands on you to abuse you. Being called out of your name is it. Being forced into sexual activity that you don't want to do is abusive. I don't care if you got your drawers down, he got his drawers down. Somebody said I changed my mind. Okay, the sexual activity need to stop right there. And if it don't stop, you've been assaulted and you've been sexually abused. It is abusive. So so let's understand that it doesn't have to just be somebody in a knockdown drag out fight with you. If somebody forces you to do something sexually that you've expressed that you don't want to do, you haven't given consent for. Or also when you feel like you've been manipulated, a lot of times people manipulate you into doing things. If you love me, you would do it. Please understand abusive behavior. Please understand that a person should not have to prove their love to you or to anyone. You shouldn't have to prove your love to anyone by doing or engaging in something that you really don't want to do. Those things are abusive. So let's be clear on that. I feel like it's important to state these things because a lot of people are unaware that they're their relationships are unhealthy and that their relationships are indeed abusive. So let's talk about that for one. Um, a lot of us have felt uncomfortable in situations. We felt um, hesitant around people. We've felt uncomfortable and uneasy in certain relationships with people. And the reason is that that person a lot of time have abused or misused you. Even being physically yelled at repeatedly, repeatedly, unprovoked, yelled at, called out your name, called stupid, called fat, called ugly by somebody who say they love you. And a lot of parents don't really realize you're setting your child up to be abused. If you keep calling your, your child dumb, stupid, nigga, you know, they're going to feel like that's normal. So when they grow up, and a woman call them dumb, a woman call them stupid, a woman call them your old black nigga. Well, what you think they're going to think? They're going to let that slide because they don't feel like that's abnormal. But I tell you today that that is abnormal. Nobody should be repeatedly calling you out your name. Now, we 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 joke with each other a lot. Be like, yeah, that's my nigga. Oh, nigga, please. But, you know, when a person is calling you that, black people know. Okay, let's keep it all the way 100% real. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. Black people know when I call you a nigga in a certain tone of voice, it ain't no term of endearment. Okay, we already know if your tone of voice change. Hey, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, thank you for uh, giving your input about abuse and abuse related trauma. We know that I could say, hey, what's up, my nigga? I could be like, what you say, nigga? So it's, so it's two different ways that we as black folks say it. And if you're in a relationship with somebody that's not black and they use that word, I don't care how much they say it's a term of endearment or, oh, well, you say it. Nah, baby, that's abusive. Don't let them do that. Don't let nobody call you that. That's not your name. So I want to just make it clear that you don't have to be punched in the face. You don't have to be kicked. You don't have to be raped to be abused. Okay. So a lot of people are in abusive relationships and don't even know it. 
So I want to talk about overcoming the trauma. So trauma changes your DNA. It literally changes who you are as a person. And it's important that you know that because a lot of people go through traumatic experiences and feel like, I just want to get back to normal. Well, the good news is you can live a good life still. The bad news is ain't no back to normal. Okay. You have been changed by the, the uh, trauma that you've experienced. There's a new you now. There's not the person that you were before you experienced that trauma is gone. That person don't exist anymore. Unfortunately, studies have proven that people who experience trauma, their DNA changes after they experience that trauma. So for black people, well, you know, we are descendants of enslaved people. So our DNA is literally filled with trauma. Okay. So we already come into this world black Americans, black descendants of enslaved people. We come into this world having already experienced drama through our bloodlines, through our ancestors and through our DNA. So it's something that we really do need to learn how to deal with and understand the signs and symptoms of being traumatized. So uh, we're going to get into that a little later, but I want to say this, Trauma changes you as a person. Trauma literally changes your DNA. Like I said, and I'm going to keep saying it because I want people to understand to give yourself some grace. You're not the person you were before you experienced that trauma. You have to relearn yourself, reintroduce yourself to yourself and get to know yourself. And most importantly, accept the new you, accept who you are now. You know, me personally, after I experienced a great deal of trauma, I changed drastically. Like I used to be very quiet. I was always opinionated in my head. You know, I had these opinions and these thoughts, but they would stay in my head. I wasn't the type of person that voiced my opinion. But after I experienced trauma, it's like, you're going to get this opinion, okay? I don't even much care how you feel about it. So trauma changed me. And, and for many years, I had to learn how to accept the new me, the person that had been traumatized. A lot of the time, I didn't like that person because I felt like I was offensive to people. I felt like I came off too strong with people and I intimidated people. So I was like, I don't like this new person that I am. Unfortunately, not accepting myself made my recovery take longer because there was no getting away from that. That change that happened to me uh, because of my trauma experience, it was just there. You know what I'm saying? Who are a person that loses their leg? They might get a prosthetic leg, but they ain't never going to grow that leg back. Whatever traumatic incident caused them to lose their leg, they're gone can't sit there and be like, I just want my leg back. I can't walk no more. I can't even walk how I used to because I just got to have that leg. I can't accept my new body. They can't do that because they'll never be able to go on with life. And it's the same for those of us mentally and spiritually and emotionally when we experience trauma, except that you are different. You are changed. You're not the same person. You have to learn how to accept that. And for me, it was very difficult because I wasn't that person that was intimidating, that was strong, that was, you know, bold and boisterous and very opinionated and very outspoken, very bold. You know, the person that takes, you know, control, the person that walks in the room and the atmosphere changes. I wasn't that person before I experienced trauma. So becoming that person and seeing how people reacted to me was hard. It was so hard because I was like, dang, don't nobody like me. Oh, nobody like me. That these people are not feeling me. But I learned something about me. I learned that I had to like myself. 
I had to realize who I was. It's a new me. You know, I give my opinion. Yes, I do. If I feel some way about something, guess what? I'm going to tell somebody. If I don't like the way you're talking to me, guess what? I'm going to let you know. This is me now. And I had to learn how to accept that. So I'm going to tell you the first way to overcome uh, the abuse-related trauma is to accept your new version of yourself. The new version of yourself may not be what you want. Uh, and of course, you can tweak it. You can tweak it here and there. But it's, it's like the example I made of the person that lost a limb. They can get a prosthetic leg and they can walk similar to how they did before, but it's never going to be the same. And they have to accept that. Just be happy they can walk, you know. And so it's the same for you and I. Be happy that we survived. Be happy that we're still here. But don't be so hard on yourself because your personality changed, mm. because your taste in, in men or women changed, because your tolerance level definitely will change. The things that you tolerated before, you will not tolerate. OK. And so um, let's talk about the signs. So, so that's one way of overcoming. Accept your new version of yourself, baby. Just accept it. OK. You, it, it, whatever it is, that new version of yourself, unless it's a toxic version. Now, then we need to talk about that because abuse related trauma affects people differently. Some people, they stay a victim forever. Some people, they become an abuser. And then there's people like me who we in the middle. I ain't no victim no more and I ain't trying to abuse nobody. I'm just a new person, a new version of myself who ain't taking nobody's bullshit, okay? I'm a whole new being, a new creature, as they say. So let's talk about the people who stay in victim mode because that's a, 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 that is a side effect of abuse-related trauma. You stay in victim mode. So these people have taken their abuse personally. So they feel like there is something that I did, that I'm responsible for my abuse. So in every situation they get in, they see themselves as the victim. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be somebody just telling them your skirt too short or, oh, I see your, your you know, you got a stain on your blouse. Oh, they're always talking about me. They don't never. It could be somebody trying to give you good advice, but you're going to always and forever see yourself through the lens of a victim, you're going to accept only yourself as a victim. And that is very, very damaging to your mental health, is damaging to your relationships, is damaging to you as a person because you can't properly love yourself if all you see is yourself being victimized. So please, ma'am, and please, sir, if that is you and you know if it's you or not. Get some counseling, get some help, because these type of things are things you have to work through. You will always see yourself as a victim. It doesn't matter what happens in your life. You will see it as they or this happened to me. It won't be like, OK, well, shit happens. It'll be like this happened to me. So let's go through that. That now we talked about the people who stand victim mode. Now let's talk about the people who become perpetrators. OK, some people experience abuse and they become abusers. And of course, we're not we're not blaming them. It just happens sometimes when you're abused. Sometimes you become an abuser. And a lot of men who are abusers in domestic violence situations have been abused. Somebody abused them. And no, it's not an excuse for them to abuse other people. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's not an excuse, but it is. It's a reason. It's a valid reason why some people do it, and they are stuck in that mode. And that is a symptom of their abuse related trauma. They have become the perpetrator. So let me just share with you some ways that you can break out of that mode. 
One, you definitely need to get counseling. You need to get help. Two, you have to deal with the abuse. Now, I want to speak specifically at this time to black men. Y'all know I love y'all. Okay, brethren, I love y'all so much. And I have suffered a lot of abuse at the hands of a black man, but I will never in my life turn my back on y'all because I love me some black men. I love y'all. Okay, I love y'all for real. But let me just say this to y'all. A lot of you have been abused and you have not dealt with it. You have not dealt with abuse from your mother, your father, your grandma, your uncle, somebody at church, some past girlfriend or wife. And let me tell you something. Verbal abuse hurts men just as much as it hurt women. And sometimes women don't understand that. You can't call your man out his name and think it don't hurt. They are human, too. They are human. And a lot of times we don't allow them to feel like human beings. We want them to feel like, oh, so what? She called you out your name. She didn't hit you. It doesn't matter. Nobody wants to be disrespected. So a lot of black men have been abused. And I want to talk to you specifically because I feel like y'all don't get help. Y'all don't get enough help. But find someone who truly loves you and who truly see you break out of that mode. Because unfortunately, uh, traditionally, black women who are abused become stuck in victim mode. And traditionally, black men that are abused become perpetrators. Well, I don't want you to be in any of those modes. I want you to come out of that mode as a survivor and a thriver, not a victim and not a perpetrator. But if you find yourself being a perpetrator of abuse, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to berate you. I'm not here to criticize you. I'm here to love on you and to help you because most of the times you've been abused yourself and nobody addressed your abuse. So let's address it. You know, you ain't got to go tell the world. You ain't got to go tell it on the mountain. But what I would encourage you to do in a journal, talk about it to yourself. Get a therapist. You know, you got to uncover what happened to you because it was not, not right. I don't care who did it. And I don't care how long ago it was. It was not right. It did. You did not deserve it. And stop telling yourself that, that it was something because it wasn't. Abuse happens, period. There's, there's no way that, you know, you brought it on yourself. Abuse happens. Definitely abuse as a child. There's nothing that you did to deserve that. I don't care how bad you was. I don't care how black you was. Because, you know, a lot of our people are color struck. And they deal with us that are more dark skinned. They deal with us more harshly. And so it doesn't matter. Any of that doesn't matter because you did not deserve to be abused. Therapy is hard for some men. Thank you so much for, for tuning in and commenting. I know that therapy is hard for people, period. But I know it's definitely hard for men, especially black men, because unfortunately, black men are not understood. It's like we put so much pressure on you guys to be strong and to be perfect. And don't get me wrong. We got the same type of well, not the same pressure. We have some pressure, too, to be strong. But I feel like we put so much on black people and black men. But I need y'all to think about therapy. I need y'all to talk it through. I need y'all. Hey, Zoe. It's Zoe. Hey, Zoe. I don't know. It just says Facebook user. So it's Zoe. And therapy is hard for a lot of black men. I need y'all to just try. And sometimes you can't talk to your mate. You can't talk to a family member. You feel like you can't talk to nobody. But I need y'all to just try. Try to deal with what happened to you. A lot of people don't even know something happened to them before they were even school age. And it changed their whole life. It changed the way they see things, the way they deal with people. It even changed who they're attracted to, how they make decisions, and how they choose their mates. Something that happened to you 
But I have good news for you. You can change that. It can be changed, but you can't cover it up and act like it didn't happen. You have to deal with whatever it was that happened to you. It could be something as small as getting hit and you didn't understand why you got hit. A lot of our parents disciplined physically. I, I got whoopings myself. But one thing I like about my parents is one of my parents that they explain to me why I'm doing this to you. This is a form of punishment. And I'm doing this to you because I want to get your attention so that you don't do what you did again. And so that helped me. But if you got hit and nobody explained you why they was hitting you, they just hitting you all upside your head, that does something to you. That's trauma. It traumatizes you. And so I want to also uncover the fact that a lot of black men have been sexually abused. We know black women have been, but it's it's not there for the black men. The support is not there. A lot of black men have been sexually abused. And I feel like people feel like, oh, okay, well, he got some when he was young. Big deal. No. If a person don't want to engage in sexual activity, no matter how what their gender is, it's abusive. And if you are a child, it's abusive because sex is not for children. So it doesn't matter if it felt good, if you felt like, oh, that was that was kind of nice. It was abusive to you because you were a child. So I want to encourage you to assist and seek help, seek therapy, because I know that, you know, it's difficult to deal with these things. And then when you get in relationships, you don't know why your temperament is not where it should be. You don't know why you don't have patience for people. You don't know why you snap off and you're quick to, to get an attitude. You have no idea. But a lot of this is related to the trauma you experience as being from being abused. Yes, they have, and they don't talk about it. Exactly. Thank you so much, Zoe. That's so true. They have been a lot of a lot of black have been abused sexually and verbally, physically. And we as black women, we have to kind of learn, you know, unfortunately, y'all, we got to be wife, we got to be teacher sometimes, lawyer, parole officer. <laughs> sometimes we got to be the therapist. If you love somebody, baby, you'll wear however many hats you need to wear. I know I will. If you love somebody and you want to see them be healthy, you got to try to dig deep with them and love them wherever they are so that they can get to the person that they want to be. Because trauma, no matter how you see it, it changes who you are. So, so we talked about how trauma can keep you in victim mode and it can take you into the perpetrator mode. So I want to talk about that middle part, that ground where you can actually be healthy and have healthy relationships is when you are neither one. When you survive the trauma, but sometimes you're stuck with behaviors that are not conducive to healthy relationships. They're not abusive behaviors. They're just behaviors that, you know, you need to work on. Like, for instance, a lack of patience. A lot of times it happens when you've been in an abusive situation because you always feel like I need what I need right now, you know, and, and I don't I don't want to wait for it. You know, you, you seem like you lose patience. And I know that happens to people that haven't experienced trauma, but people have experienced trauma. Sometimes we, we go through this thing where we don't have the patience for nothing and nobody. A lot of times you uh, don't have a tolerance for crowds. You don't have a tolerance for noise. Certain noises can trigger you based on whatever abuse you experience. Certain uh, large crowds can trigger you. Being touched in a certain way could trigger you. So you have to learn what your triggers are. Now, there are other things that people do, that behaviors that 
slip under the radar because a lot of people don't even feel like it's anything wrong with it. And that is when you took your abuse personally. And so now you go through your life trying to prove that you're a good person. So now either you overdo for people, you give way more than you should give. You tolerate way more than you should tolerate. You the doormat, basically. You giving and giving and giving. Because in your mind, you're trying to prove that you was not bad. You're trying to prove that you're a good person and you didn't deserve the abuse. Now, I'm going to free you from that. You are a good person and nobody deserves to be abused. So stop trying to prove to anybody. You don't have to prove to nobody you're a good person. You can still be a good person without overgiving the people. Because if you got to buy love, you got to buy friendship, if you got to change your personality for people to like you, that's not healthy. So don't be the overgiver and the overdoer. The other side of that coin is the people that overexpect from other people because you took your abuse personally. So now you have a sense of entitlement. Well, they didn't give me nothing. Well, they didn't reckon, well, they didn't say the how to me. They didn't speak to me. Did you speak to them? A lot of times you feel like it's all about you because you did not process properly that whatever happened to you was not your fault. So now you're trying to prove to the world it wasn't your fault. And now you're trying to prove that I am worthy and I want to be everything I want. Well, some of that is unrealistic. If a person don't speak to you, you automatically take it as a slight. You feel entitled that everybody should acknowledge me. Everybody should speak to me. And sometimes that's not the case. If a person don't speak to you, just speak to them. If a person don't call you, call them. Don't be the other side of that coin to where now I'm overly, I feel overly entitled. You know, I want people to give to me when I haven't even given to them. I want people to acknowledge me when I don't even acknowledge them. I want people to feel comfortable with me and do things for me that I haven't even earned yet. Okay, a lot of people have that problem. You get into a new relationship with a person and automatically they want you to lose all your contacts, stop talking to people, change your way of doing things for them. No, that's an over that's an overly, you know, aggressive sense of entitlement. And that sense of entitlement most likely has come from some abuse related trauma or other trauma that's not related to abuse that you have not properly dealt with and properly processed. So now you want to get your just due. You feel like you've been slighted in your life and you have the, the hand that you was dealt is not the cards that you want. But now you can't go out here and demand cards that you wasn't dealt. You wasn't dealt those cards. You can't go out here and demand to, of people. You become so demanding that you feel like people should just give to you and do for you. So now you're the other side of that toxic coin of not overgiving, but now you're overexpecting from people. You're expecting people. You have a sense of entitlement from people. And it's just toxic. So when you don't deal with your abuse and the trauma related to your abuse, these are the unhealthy behaviors that can manifest themselves in your life. And we have to be aware of it. The root cause of it is not dealing with yourself and not getting help. And I know a lot of black people don't want therapy. And for those who may be watching or listening that are not black, please don't be offended because I'm talking to my community. You know, that's who I talk to. That's who my show is developed for. And that's who I want to help with this abuse-related trauma subject. So I will be talking directly to my people that is Black people. So moving forward, there's a couple other things that I want to talk about that I saw on a post this week about people who have experienced trauma 
And it's crazy because you don't even think about this as being a symptom. So when I tell you these symptoms, you're going to be like, oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, it's something that you've experienced that is causing you to, to have that type of behavior. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about some more behavior be displaying that are related to abuse related trauma right after this message from one of our sponsors if you're looking for custom handcrafted fashion jewelry that makes a statement look no further than linda s jewelry 1426 we specialize in quality pieces fit for any occasion Follow us on Facebook at Linda S. Jewelry 1426 to view our inventory or to make a purchase. And don't forget to mention Stunner Radio sent you. Okay, we're back and we're talking about overcoming abuse-related trauma. Abuse related trauma. So one of the things that I saw uh, on post this week I really wanted to share was some behaviors that a lot of us uh, exhibit and not even knowing that it is kind of tied to our trauma that we experience after being abused. One of those behaviors, I mean, like it is so apparent and it's so common is expecting something bad to happen. Are you one of those people that, that no matter what on, you always waiting for the other shoe to drop? You can't really ex accept anything good because you feel like it's got to come with something bad. That, that is not you guys. And I know a lot of us black people do that. It's like when something good happens, you're like, um, okay, well, well, what's the real deal? What's going to happen after this? Because too many good things have been happening. It's like you expect something bad to happen. Baby, that's related to your abuse, okay? That's related to your trauma. And trauma may not have been triggered by abuse, but trauma is, it could be, you can experience trauma behind anything, behind being in a house fire, which I was in, being in an abusive relationship, being an army veteran or military veteran, period, and a combat veteran for sure can cause you to have trauma related um, behaviors. So let's talk about that. Definitely being abused. But when you are always expecting something bad to happen to you, that's not good. You know why? Because our thoughts, we, we manifest our reality based on our thoughts. So you're always expecting something bad. You're always thinking about something bad. You're bringing bad things into your life. It's like the double curse, the double jeopardy of experiencing trauma. You're always expecting more trauma, which means you're always thinking about traumatizing things, which means you're inviting trauma based on your thoughts back into your life. Let's change that today. Let's stop that today. If you are one of those people that you wake up in the morning, you're just waiting on something bad to happen, I want you to stop. I want you to put some real effort into thinking of good things. You're just going to think some good going to happen. If you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm going to be late for work. I know I am. Just think differently. Just say, I might be late for work today, but it's going to be a good thing. Somehow, some way, it's going to turn out good for me. It's not going to be bad. I'm going to try with all that I have inside of me to think of a good outcome. That's what I want you to do going forward because that's a hard habit to break. Trust me. Sometimes you will see a situation that's working out for you and you're looking at it like, hmm. I know this going to change. I know something bad going to happen. He going to act, start acting funny or she going to start acting funny. Uh, something, you know, I might lose this job. This too good to be true. People say that'll be true. Well, let's just change that. Let's change, just change that thought process. I deserve good. Ain't nothing ever too good. 
That's how I want you to start, start thinking about yourself to overcome that behavior of always expecting something bad. Start looking at it like this. I deserve good. I deserve every good thing. And if for, for my Bible readers, the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. So if you believe in God, you have to believe that you're worthy of every good and perfect gift. Every good thing, every good thing, you're worthy of it. Because if you feel like the only person, the only type of man you attract is bad men, guess what? The only type of men you're going to attract is bad men. Because <laughs> that's the way you think. Your thoughts will determine your reality. And that's why this type of thing is so important to me, to get those of us who have already been dealt a bad hand in life, to change the way we think and change the way we deal with the trauma that we've experienced. You can deal with it differently. Just start. Only think of good things. Only think of good outcomes. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what it looked like. Always think of good outcome. It could look all bad, but just begin to say to yourself, it's for my good, whatever it may be. I'm going to experience something good from it. I'm going to feel good about it. And it's good to be alive all good. It's all good because eventually your thoughts will begin to change your reality. So if you're always expecting something bad to happen, that is a behavior that is associated with your abuse-related trauma. The other thing is not being able to fully trust people. Oh my God. This is a big one for me. I ain't even going to much lie to you. I have gone through my life. Let me tell you, let me just give you an example. I was a kid and I was so distrusting that when they used to put a, a, something on a cereal box, say a surprise inside, I used to tell my brother, I don't believe it. I don't believe a surprise inside. I think they lying. <laughs> he would be like, why would you think that? Because I don't trust nobody. I don't trust nothing they say. They just want us to buy that cereal. Ain't no prize inside. Imagine uh, living life like that as a kid. You can't even trust the surprise inside of the cereal box. I mean... I mean, come on. That's a little much. I didn't trust nobody and I didn't trust nothing. And so having those thoughts of nobody can be trusted only attracted people in my life that couldn't be trusted. Mm. Only brought people in my life that were liars and were not trustworthy. But when I let go of that, when I let go of I can't trust nobody, when I start feeling like there's some trustworthy people in this world, I can trust myself, first of all. And I know that there's if there's a me, there's somebody else out there like me. So that's who I'm focused on. I'm not focused on the liars and the cheaters and the abusers. Because when you do that, you find it hard to trust anybody. And, and let me just say this in, as an addition to that. When you are in a relationship with somebody and, and they know you don't trust them, that doesn't feel good. And, you know, sometimes it, it, I'm not going to say it makes them behave badly because there's no excuse for whatever they do. They're responsible for it. But it kind of makes them feel like, why should I do anything good then? Because if this person don't trust me anyway, what is the point? So it's, again, more of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you, you're kind of bringing that into your life. Give, a pe give people a chance to mess up. You know, and I'm only saying this because, baby, <laughs> When I tell you I ain't trust nobody, and I mean nobody, I was always looking for somebody to screw me over. I was always on the defense. I'm ready. If anybody looked at me crazy, I'm thinking, oh, they trying to put some hands on me? Okay, I'm going to get them before they get me. Why I think like that? Because I was still processing the trauma of being hit. I was still processing the trauma of somebody being abusive to me. 
So in that respect, that's all I could think. That's all I, I thought I could experience. So if somebody walked up behind me, my thought wasn't, oh, this might be a nice person. My thought is what this, what this person want. I know they don't want it with me. So again, that led me to uh, attracting those type of people in my life. So I want to say this. If you're struggling with that thing where you just can't trust nobody, let's work on that. Let's work on it together. Put in the comments. If you're watching a replay, talk back to me. Tell me how you are dealing with this and if you're working on it. And let's work through this together because I know it's not easy. Trust me, it is not easy, especially if you're single and a date. Oh my God. Baby, you got to trust somebody. Okay. Everybody ain't out to get you. Everybody ain't lying. There's some people out here that's really being real. It's out here that's really interested in you. And that leads me to the third behavior that a lot of us display. And we may not be aware that it's related to a trauma. And that is not seeing yourself for who you really are. You see yourself through the eyes of your abuse. So when somebody genuinely likes you, compliments you it's like oh thanks but well, i don't see that when somebody says you're beautiful oh, okay thanks because you're still seeing yourself as a victim and you've seen yourself as unworthy you don't see yourself as beautiful this is something that is so detrimental to your self-worth self-esteem and self-love so we have to we have to overcome that. You got to do whatever you got to do. I'm going to tell you what I do. It's going to sound a little bit out the way and it's going to sound a little thrown off. But trust me on this. Just go with me. This is what I do when I find myself not seeing myself as other people see me. I step outside of myself for a minute. Hi there, Lily Mae Red Foundation. Thank you so much for turning tuning in. She says, hi, queen. Oh, hello. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to give you a tool, self-love. Oh, hey, free little, yes. Thank you so much. She says, yes, self-love. I'm going to give you one of those tools that I use uh, for, oh, you're on your foundation page. Oh, okay, cool. You guys, please go follow Willie, I'm sorry, Lily May Wren Foundation. I love Free Little and she is part of the Hope Squad. And I love y'all. I already know if you watch my show, you know how I feel about the Hope Coach. Honey, Tan Tate, I am such a fan, okay, of the Hope Coach and everybody that is associated with her. I love them, okay, with real love, real love. It gives me goosebumps even thinking about her. And she is so amazing. But anyway, what I was saying is when, you, when you've experienced trauma, sometimes you can't see yourself fully and truly. You see yourself as that person that was abused. And a lot of times we, we blame ourselves for the abuse we experience. So we all oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And we, we see ourselves through the abuse that we've experienced. And so we don't see whatever people see. So I, I need you to really work on that. So this is what I do. And, and I'm just going to sound throw it off, but go with me here. If you're dealing with this issue, I step outside of myself. I step outside of myself for a minute and I just look at myself and, you know, being on YouTube, taking pictures, doing video clips helps you to do this. So when you step outside and you watch yourself, you'd be like, wow, she all right. She kind of good. I, I kind of like what she's saying. I like what she's doing. OK, I like her. You got to start seeing yourself as the individual and person abused see yourself for who you truly are because what happens is you can't truly receive love from other people because when they're telling you oh you know you're great you helped me and you just kind of like okay 
I don't feel that way. I don't think I'm all that, but whatever. Thank you. I appreciate it. But it's so important that you start to see yourself outside of whatever abuse you've experienced. And, and if you take anything away from this show is I want you to take away the fact that you were not, um, you did not do anything to deserve that abuse. You didn't deserve it. Don't take it personally. Don't take it as this is the way it's supposed to be for me. I just want you to look at it like what it is. Abuse happens. It's just part of life, unfortunately, for some people. It happens. So we're going to move past it. I'm not going to put it as a label on myself. I'm not going to look at myself through the eyes of a victim, the person that's been victimized. I'm going to look at myself as who I am. And trust me, this is something you have to do every day because sometimes you, you do feel responsible. You do feel bad, especially when you have memories of what was done to you and what was said to you. You start to agree with the things that were said to you. When somebody tell you you ugly or somebody tell you you think you too much, if you hear it enough, you start to agree with it and you start to see yourself that way. But trust me, you are the only you are the author of the only dictionary that defines you. And baby, I got that from Star Jones, honey. I heard her say that years ago. And I said, that's right, sis. I'm the author of the only dictionary that defines me. I can't allow anybody else to define me. You know, God created me in his image. So I know that I'm worthy. I know that I'm glorious. I know that I'm beautiful. I know that I have unlimited potential. I know that I can be whatever I choose to be. And I know that my life has purpose and I know that I matter. So I cannot see myself as a victim. No matter if I've been victimized or not, I'm not going to see myself as a victim. So I hope you guys have gotten something out of this show. I hope that you have learned something about overcoming abuse related trauma because my heart out to people who've been abused and have been traumatized by it and the rest of their life, they're handicapped. They can't be in a healthy relationship. They can't even communicate well with other people. They become hermits and locked into their own home and can't really enjoy life. And that's not right. I want us to not just survive abuse. I want us to thrive in spite of abuse. So reach out to me if this has helped you. And also, please, I want to encourage you so much to seek help, seek counseling, seek therapy. And if you're not ready to go to a therapist, reach out to a hope coach, Tan Tate. She is under the hope coach one on Instagram. And all you got to do is Google her, baby. She's Googleable. And she is definitely a person that can walk you through this process. So thank y'all so much for being a part of this portion. I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back with the top five fails of the week. Just like my favorite part of the show. So I'll see you guys in a minute. Don't go where I know where I'll be right back. If you live in Houston and surrounding areas and are in need of quality child care, contact Cuckoo's Treasures today. We provide professional child care in a caring and nurturing environment. Do you work second or third shift or don't have a typical schedule? Cuckoo's Treasures can assist you. We're open 24 hours and some weekends. Give us a call today at 346-313-9064. And don't forget to mention Stunner Radio sent you. Top five fails of the week coming up next on Lisa Denae Live. Real talk for the real world. All right. Hey, it's your girl, Lisa Denae, and this is for the top five fails of the week. Now, let me tell you something. There was so much stuff going on this week. Like, I literally couldn't hardly pick the top five. Okay. 
okay? It was some shenanigans and some shitty going on in the world this week. So let's just get to it, the top five. So number five, I have to just say, see the video. So let me show y'all what I'm talking about right here. So don't knock it, they lost. It's all about to re-up in the profit, they lost. Can't be in the club without no bottles, they lost. We gon' ball today, tomorrow, they lost. Okay, so for the people who didn't see and you're listening on one of the platforms, baby, it was a white sorority, honey, and they was doing all, all the moves that the sisters do. And I don't want to let you know that ain't it, sis. That, that is not it. That's a fail. I want y'all to stick to what y'all do. Stick to your little two-stepping and whatever it is that y'all doing. Stop trying to do our thing because it's not a good look for you. And that's why you're number five on my top five <laughs> fails of the week. So number four, oh my God. Y'all got on my nerves with y'all hate of the Little Mermaid. So a lot of white people are pissed off behind the Little Mermaid being black. Okay, it's like there are so many groups there. It's literally Christians against the Little Mermaid. <laughs> so they're coming against Haley Bailey for being a Little Mermaid. There is 1.5 million dislikes. Okay, you hear what I'm saying? 1.5 million dislikes on YouTube behind the Little Mermaid trailer. What's wrong with y'all? I mean, a mermaid is a fictional character. It could literally be whatever color the creator choose to make it. They can make her purple, green, blue, orange. But y'all got in y'all feelings this week and y'all knew the movie was coming. You knew it. I mean, Disney been talking about it forever. So we already knew they had chosen her to play it. So now y'all in y'all feelings because the little mermaid is being betrayed, portrayed by a beautiful, beautiful black sister. Okay, so I'm gonna ask y'all, uh, please, ma'am, and please, sir, get out your feelings. I saw a beautiful tweet this week that said, with all the Africans y'all threw in the sea, y'all surprised that the Little Mermaid is black? Uh huh. Yeah, we talking about on them slave ships. But anyway, get a life, get over yourself. The Little Mermaid is black. Okay. So number three for my top five fails of the week. Okay, some of y'all finna be mad at me. Hey, but I don't need much care. Your girl, Juanina Bynum. Oh my God. She charging y'all $1,500 to come to her prayer institute. And let me just let you know that's a discount, baby. <laughs> that's a discount, okay? That's the discounted price $1,500 to learn how to pray. Mm -hmm. Now, y'all know how I feel about these pool pit pimps. And I know y'all don't like me calling them pimps, but let's just, you know, let's just talk about what's happening here. Um, do you need to charge people to tell them how to pray? Do you need to even have a prayer institute? Okay. All I know is the Bible give you instructions on how to pray. And really prayer is just communication with God. Prayer is your communication. I don't think it's a whole uh, textbook way. Now, and, and if y'all think it is, well, y'all going to sign up for the $1,500 class on prayer. Okay. That's my number three for the top five fails of the week. Number two, y'all, whoa, y'all know the verdict is in for your boy. Okay. He has been convicted, guilty of conspiracy to murder for hire. This is the man, uh, Tim, y'all know who he is, Tim Norman from Sweetie Pies. 
he is guilty for conspiracy to murder. You know, it was a family member, y'all. I don't remember what the relation was, but it was an insurance scam. I mean, come on. Like, like this is such a sad thing. This is such a tragedy for a successful person. What, what happened? Like, was you living above the means? I mean, I don't know the backstory, but I know this is a huge, humongous, embarrassing fail for not only your family, for all of us in the black community, we got to sit up here and see this shiggity that you've done. And we watched you on the show. Welcome to Sweetie Pies. We liked you. But I mean, it's ridiculous. His own family member, right, Zoe? I mean, it's, I can't believe that you would murder somebody for insurance money. I mean, there's other ways to make money. I'm just saying. So you're number two on my top five fellows of the week. Number one, it's a really sad story. And I don't know if it's an old story or a new story, but I'm going to tell you, I saw it on the shade room and I had to bring it to your attention. A teenage human trafficking victim was ordered to pay $150,000 of restitution to a family of the accused rapist she fatally stabbed. So let's put this in perspective. She stabbed this man to death because he raped she was a human trafficking victim and now she's ordered to pay his family 150,000 in restitution based on what based on what i mean i'm trying to figure out why she has to pay these people and i'm gonna need whoever and whosoever but to go and send that GoFundMe link, baby, because I'm going to help her pay that because yeah, we all need to chip in and help her pay. There's no reason why. And if I was her, I'd say, go and get in line with everybody else I owe. Go and get in line. I'm going to just owe that debt, baby. Go and get in line with everybody else that I owe money to because I'm not going to pay for that. Um, yes, Zoe said this is ridiculous. It was self-defense. It's definitely self-defense. I mean, if, if you rape somebody, what you think going to happen? And for the family, how dare you want to be you know, made whole? Because that's what restitution means, to make them whole. Maybe your family ain't never going to be whole. Family never was whole. So anyway, that's number one of my top five fails of the week. And let's, you know, just reach out in prayer for her. If anybody knows a way to contact her or if you know of anything that may be going on to help her pay the restitution, reach out to us at Thunder Radio because, you know, I would be more than happy to pitch in and help her pay that little fifteen hundred fifty thousand dollars but girl if you know like i know just let them go on away it'll be all right let them go you can owe them just like you know we owe a lot of people in our lives but anyway you know i don't like to end my show on a on a sad note so i'll be right back with the top five wins of the week all i do is win 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 no matter what we're winning with the top five wins of the week on lisa Danae live real talk for the real world all right, y'all, it is the top five wins of the week. Now, you know, this one is a little petty, but I just said it was a win because it's a win for the girl. I saw this story and it's talking about Philip Michael Thomas. Now, Zoe, if you still tuned in, you might not know this man. He a little, he a little before your time. But all of us in my day were swooning over Philip Michael Thomas, fine as wine. And now his beautiful and fabulous and fine ass son is black us all on social media so a lot of people saw this story and they was more focused on the fact that this man got 11 kids and it's just one of his kids but he had 11 kids by five different women now you know that would have you know that would have normally that would have been on my list of fails <laughs> but it's philip michael thomas you know i was i would have got in line to have you know one of his i would have got Got in line to be a baby mama ain't gonna much lie but anyway that's number five and let's go to number four on the top five wins oh my goodness 
It is so crazy, but I want to say this is a win for John Boyega because he said it loud and proud, I only date black women, okay? That's my preference. I don't care how y'all feel about it. Get out your feelings. And the thing that, it, that I love about it is that he did not backpedal. When he faced the backlash about saying he only date black women, he didn't backpedal. He doubled down on it. He tweeted a couple things to let y'all know that's my preference. And I don't care if you like not or blondes. They're not talking about hair color. He knows what they're talking about. So he's saying, hey, I only date black women. Shout out to him for standing up for the sisters. Because y'all know it's so many of our celebrities who will say the other way. Oh, I only I date outside my race. You know, but he stood up for us, sister. So whatever, so ever movie he is in. From now on, sis, let's support our boy, John Boyega. Because he stood up for us us this week and I'm here for it and that's number four in my top five wins of the week number three Beyonce our girl the queen bee has been inducted to the Guinness Book of World Records Hall of Fame oh my god it's not like she needed any other validation because you know the queen is the queen but I just want to put her on top number three because we got to celebrate our girl she she was included in the records because she um, was the first act to debut at number one with their first six studio albums. Okay. Highest annual earnings for a female singer and also the most current Twitter engagements for a female musician and being part of the highest earning couple in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, I want to say uh, that's something that we all aspire to, baby. That's goals right there. Number three is our girl, Beyonce. So number two for my list of the top five wins of the week, The Little Mermaid, baby, being black. You know I had to put it on the list. Look at this beautiful black queen. And if me, if I was, you know, when I was uh, younger and The Little Mermaid came out, I loved that movie. I loved it so much. Now, imagine it being then and it being a black girl. It would have been so life-changing for a lot of us. And so please, when this movie comes out, let's go support our sister. Let's support the decision of making The Little Mermaid black. It's a good look. It's beautiful for us, baby. We are beautiful. And if mermaids were real, trust and believe they would be melanated. Okay, just so you know. So number one on my list of the top five wins of the week. So the Emmys was this week and the black girl magic was on full display, baby. Our queen showed up and showed out. Lizzo won and Shirley Ralph won. I mean, I'm just so happy for Shirley Ralph, baby. And her acceptance speech, if you haven't seen it, baby, go check it out. I'm so proud of these black queens who won these Emmys. Now, let me just go ahead and say, we don't necessarily need y'all approval. We don't need y'all validation, but it's so good to see our sisters, our queens being recognized for the beautiful work and the tireless work they do. And a special mention for Lizzo, for her shows, watch out for the big girls. You know, she put big girls on display. She put black beauty on display. And I love Lizzo for that. And number one is the black girl magic at the Emmys for the top five wins of the week. So thank y'all so much for tuning into the show about overcoming abuse-related trauma. So next week, oh my God, I got a good show for you guys next week. Next week, 
It's going to be all our brethren, because I believe that there's a king inside of every man. And when you speak to the king, the king answers. Mm. Don't speak to the thug inside of him. Speak to the king inside of him. You hear me? So we're going to be talking about that next week. Talk to the king and the king will answer. So tune into that, you guys. I will see you next Friday at the same time right here on YouTube on Facebook, on radio, on all podcast platforms. Please, if you are watching on, on Facebook, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and share the video. Follow us on Instagram at Stunner Radio. Follow us on Facebook at Stunner Radio. Again, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I love you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week. Bye. I hate you, but I love you at the same damn Hey, it's your girl, Lisa Danae, and you're listening to my single, Love Hate, available now on all music platforms. Thank you.